it's it sounds easy just to say accept it <laughs> it's mm. not i promise you it's not easy that's the battle of it <laughs> but the more we practice the acceptance and the surrender the easier it becomes mm. um, there are meditations, incredible meditations to help you get to a place of acceptance. But what we find when we do accept is that things soften. Mm. They soften and and going back to that, that thing of, you know, you're not gonna lose your emotions by practicing meditation and journaling. But what you will notice is that you ride the wave. Yeah. Yep. And 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 it hap- there's a there's a crest and a fall that happens a little bit quicker than when we're in the waves trying to fight them. Mm. They stay for much longer and it feels much harder and we're treading water. Whereas if we can hop Such on a surfboard and ride them, we ride them out. Such a we good come work, back work. into the shore and mm. everything's okay again. Until the next wave. Until the next wave. <laughs> <laughs> but we got this. We're well, strong. We've got it. the tools. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Mentality Podcast. We're recording at the incredible Wheatwood Hall Hotel Podcast Studio. This is a podcast that goes way beyond stigma. We talk about men's mental health and mindset. We encourage the type of conversation that will open you up to another way to live life, another way to see yourself and the world around you. If you are ready for that, you're in the right place. I'm Stevie Ward and I'm an ex professional rugby league player and captain and now i guess i'm a bit of a podcaster speaker actor writer entrepreneur i'm still working all that out but our mentality we help men take control of their mindset by teaching them to find purpose resilience and what i believe is the new success inner peace sounds good if you are that guy who is waking up to the fact that they need to do something different in life and the same old habits aren't working for you might be time to step up if you want to start your journey with us you can go to mentality.co.uk forward slash coaching to join the best team you have ever seen Thanks for joining, guys. Thank you for joining. We've got about 14 cameras on us. Um, it's the first time we've ever done anything to 14 cameras at the same time. But it looks all right. It looks all right. We've got a good setup. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on Instagram, for joining us on Zoom, um, and also for joining us um, on YouTube as well. So we've got quite a few going on. But today, what we're going to do is we're going to learn how to start journaling. If you've been thinking about it, if you've been suggested it, if you're wondering about what to do, um, how to start, the best way to get get some out of it. And we're going to talk a little bit about something at the end, um, which I like to go through, how to get through emotions, how to stop overthinking and all these different sorts of things. So one thing that we do do to start off within mentality, um, within some of the bits that I've done and some of the bits that Hannah's done, um, we do a three-word check-in. So I'll introduce Hannah. I'll introduce what we're going to do today. Um, but first, just have a think how you are feeling right now or have a feel for how you're feeling right now. Don't think how you're feeling, but just where you are on a Sunday morning at 10 a.m. on a live podcast, live Q&A, how are you feeling? You might be hungover. You might be tired. You might be stressed. You might be anxious. 
the beauty of the freeway check-in is to just check in with how you are literally and to just take a moment to reflect where you are in the day we never do that we're never consciously taught to to check in with ourselves but also as hannah probably will attest to it's realizing that it's all transient and it will change you're not going to be hung over forever you're not going to be stressed forever and unfortunately you're not going to be euphoric forever but it's um it's all it's all testing it out and it's all um putting it out there so have a think about a three-word check-in for how you feel in this moment but also have a think about why you're here today why you fancy having a crack but what you want to get out of the journaling workshop um so have a little think about that have a bit of time to write down um those three words and have a little bit of time to write down what you're thinking um and in the meantime i will introduce hannah so hannah is someone who i met at a yoga retreat funny enough i love my yoga um and hannah is a psychologist um she's a qualified psychologist but also a yoga and meditation teacher so hannah's been doing loads of work with us uh, mentality um but also she's um she's doing her old bits of work too um down in london so um but yeah hannah tell us a little bit about yourself and and, and why you fancy coming on today well, uh, as Stevie said, I met him at Val de Moses, which is a beautiful yoga retreat in Portugal um, that my cousins run, actually. And um, it's funny, we got chatting a few evenings and quite quickly the conversations turned a little deeper. Mm. We got to explore some really, really cool wisdoms, both yoga and psychology and um kind of, I think where I come in is I see myself as bridging that gap between mm -hmm. the ancient philosophy and then the more modern neuroscience. Mm -hmm. So my degree was in psychology and sports science. And then from there, I went on a bit of a journey, um, training to be a personal trainer and then a Pilates instructor and then a sports therapist and then a yoga teacher and then finally a meditation teacher and um, I think this last year especially I have been practicing and teaching meditation to all sorts of groups of people and I've just really felt or I've never felt this way before where I really feel like this is my calling mm. and so like yeah, I want to be sharing these little ditties of wisdom and within the meditation practice uh, comes the journaling which is what mm. we're going to discuss today brilliant brilliant so thank you Anna and guys just to give you should we give them 30 seconds yeah. to think about a three-word check-in and a bit of why a bit of why you'd set down today and what you aim to get out of it right now yeah. um we'll give you just a minute guys to do that so quick quick fire how are you feeling what you want to get out of it and then we will go into a little bit of a meditation. Yeah. So, yeah, take some time, guys. Take that minute um, and, yeah, feel into it. I'll do my three-word check-in live. Um, three-word check-in, how am I feeling today? I'll put you on the spot. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling quite excited because live makes you, like, you're all on, like, I've not done this much. So I'm excited, a bit nervous, but ready to to do a bit of a meditation. Brilliant. Looking forward to it. Cool. Um, so we're gonna plunge everyone into a, a meditation right now. Um, and I get to sit back and do it because Hannah's leading it. Yeah. 
Cool. So, guys, if you're ready to take on something you've not done before, um, 10 minutes meditation we're going to go with right now, just before we crack on with the content of journaling to get us in the right space. So, feel into the free word checking, and away you go, Hannah. Cool. So... I've chosen to do what we call a heartfulness practice today. And the reason behind that is that uh, meditation tradition speaks to this notion that our true self, our authentic self, our clearest reality, if you like, lies within the heart. So within the heart is this space unclouded by judgment, experience, emotional thought. And when we move from the heart, we are, we are our most authentic self. We're in tune with what we're really doing here on this earth. And we're not caught up in thoughts or what society or conditioning tells us. We're out of the chatter of the mind and into that spacious, intuitive and feeling heart. So when you've had a bad day or you're feeling a little reactive or maybe bitter or, uh, you know, angry at someone perhaps, mm-hmm. you're not going to be making the best decisions because probably those decisions are clouded by story. But at our heart center, we're unclouded by experience and we sink into a place of clarity, calm and ease. So what is it? It's um, going to be a short breathing practice and then followed by a hands to heart, just tuning into the physical heart space. And that might be for you, the physical heart, so the left side of the chest. Or maybe if you're a more spiritual person, it might resonate more to bring your hands to the center of the chest. Um, But what's really cool to know that when we do this practice, studies show that within two minutes, every system in our entire body begin to work in perfect harmony. So the cardiovascular system, the heart rate, the blood pressure, the lymphatic system, every system within your body harmonizes and, and goes into what we call homeostasis, perfect balance. And the other cool thing to know is that our heart gives off more frequency and more signals than our brain. So our heart is like a powerhouse. That's important Mm. to know that it must be important if it's giving off more energy than the brain. And in fact, our heart is created or is formed before the brain is formed. So when we're forming in our mummy's tummy, our heart is the first thing that is formed. So how are we going to do the practice? A short breathing practice, we'll be breathing in for a count of four pausing for two and then breathing out for six. The longer exhale helps to calm the nervous system. And then we're gonna build that to a four, four, eight count. So if you are pregnant or you're trying to get pregnant, please don't hold the breath. Just breathe in for a shorter breath and out for a longer breath. And then we'll bring the hands to the heart. So if you've never practiced meditation before, don't worry, this is for everybody. If there's any dizziness, just lose the breathing and connect to the heart's base. So let's begin. Let's do it. Let's do this. So first of all, find your seat. And you don't have to be sat cross-legged like a yogi on the floor. You are more than welcome to sit on a chair. Feet hip-width apart, grounded. The spine is long. The belly is relaxed. The shoulders just dropping away from the ears. 
the crown of the head lifting tall. And then just tune into the breath, breathing in and out through the nose, mouth remains closed. And so that we're all on the same page, take a casual breath in and then exhale everything out. Together we breathe in for a count of four, two, three, four, hold two, exhale six, two, three, four, five, six, inhale four, two, three, four, hold two, exhale six, two, three, four, five, six. Keep going like this, your own internal count. Breathe in for four, hold for two, and then nice, long, slow, steady exhale for six. Next time you hold the breath in, drop the chin slightly down towards the chest. Notice a warmth, a vibrancy building in the heart space. And then as you exhale, you can slowly lift the chin so that it's back to parallel with the ground. So you can stay at this four to six count or those of you who want to stretch the breath out a little, take it out to four, four, eight. So you breathe in for four, drop the chin to the chest, holding the breath for four, and then a long, slow, smooth exhale, releasing the breath and releasing that chin lock as you breathe out. Good, take one more round of breath like this. Your own internal count, counting steady and even. And then begin to wind the breath back. So we're where we started, breathing in four, holding two, exhaling six. Notice a warmth, energy building at the center of the chest. Perhaps a gradual calming and soothing sensation in the rest of the body. On the next round of breath, drop the inhale retention so that you're just breathing in for four and out for six.
and then allow that counting to dissolve altogether. Bring the left hand to the heart space, right hand on top of left. Drop the chin again and just take a moment to tune into the sensations of the heart, the feeling body. pulsing, beating, sense of aliveness beneath the hands. A warmth or a presence in the palms of the hands. And as you take a moment to consider your own beating heart, Consider too the beating hearts of the people in the building you're in. Of all the other people tuning in and breathing into the heart space with us today. Mentality community. And then all the beating hearts in the entire country. Beating, pulsing together. Take a moment to become aware of that sense of warmth and compassion as you consider this. A feeling of softening. Just take a moment to be in this space. Nowhere else to go. Nothing else to do other than just be. Just be. You're ready, release the hands to the thighs, palms face up. Take a moment to really soak in the nutrients of your practice. Sense of openness. Kindness, love and compassion. sense of that innate goodness which resides within each and every one of us. Really drink it in, soak in that experience, sense it in every fiber of your being. And then take a couple of deeper breaths. Have the intention to breathe right down to tips of fingers and tips of toes. Perhaps you just give them a little wiggle, bringing some movement back to the body. And in your own time, blinking open the eyes.
and allowing the light back in. Take your time. Oh, I feel relaxed now. Shall we just all sit here in silence <laughs> for a bit? Um, yeah, that was lovely. Thank you very much for that, Hannah. Um, that uh, that was great. That was great. And I'm just wondering, and, and I just want to sort of ask of people, um, whether they're on Instagram Live, whether they're on Zoom um, and YouTube, um, if that's still going, um, how everyone's three word check in would be now. So, um, yeah, how are you feeling after that? Has it shifted anything? Has it progressed anything? Has it has it um, highlighted anything more to you? Um, just for you for yourself to to understand the difference and in, in in how you're feeling um, and how temperamental the emotions and feelings are. I think my three word checking would be very alert as I was going through it because I've never, I, I'd probably be alert and maybe a little bit vulnerable because I've never meditated um, on live, <laughs> on live, whatever this is before um, on the Instagram store. But just gratitude as well. I think I, I, I loved the part which was. Um, the beating heart of the people in the building, the beating heart of the people, you know, out there, because it really relates to what I guess the message is, um, and it's I guess it's becoming more of a popular message, but it's it's something which has taken a lot of time to shift the oil tanker in the fact that this stuff that you can do, um, that you can do with your mind, which is literally like when you're thinking about to think about the uh, the heart beating hearts, like it's almost just putting down those neural pathways or the, the, the tracks in, in your brain to think more like that, you know, like, and for a lot of people it might be very new, um, but I just see it as just repeating those things and consi consistency, just like you get told in a physical setting. Um, if you want to be a more of a calm person, if you want to be more of a grateful um, and centered person, if you want to see the world a bit better and a bit brighter um, and a bit more generous, then there's the work that you can do um, for yourself, uh, whether that's through meditation, whether it's through journaling, which is what we're going to come on to. Um, those practices is something that, you know, I've... <laughs> I've made myself get into the habit of doing it every day because it, I see it as my, my sort of training to be able to feel better, to be able to have better quality of thoughts, um, which inevitably gives you a better quality of life. So what a beautiful meditation. Thank you, Hannah. Just a long way of saying thank you. Um, okay, guys, so just a little interlude here. I want to tell you about a year where I struggled to sleep. I struggled to sleep because I got burgled twice. The first time they fish hooked for my keys through my porch letterbox, got the car keys, drove off in the car. The second time I'd left the house without my car, they had broke into my house again to find my car keys. But instead they took my grand final ring from 2017. I was gutted. I was gutted. And you know what I did? 
Arang UK Red Security. These guys are a leading UK company specialising in systems to suit commercial, fire and security needs. Mine, Rob Burrows, a lot of the other lads as well use these guys. So whether you're looking for a burger alarm or CCTV system for your business, a comprehensive fire safety system or 24-hour cover to respond to security alarms at your premises, at your house, it's class. I've got an alarm which I can set on my phone. I can look at the CCTV on my phone up to date even when I am not in the house. These guys will certainly help you out. I want to thank you for helping me sleep again and I also want to thank them for the continued support for Mentality. Cheers guys and let's get back to the show. We're going to talk about the difference in checking, um, how that might have changed, shifted, but also what we're here for um, and what we've set up nicely to talk about is journaling. So Hannah, I'm really interested into understanding your practices, um, everything about you know why you do it um, and understanding what, what tools you use to get through emotion and how you might want to feel a bit clearer and a bit better in the day. So the best question to start off with is journaling. Why do you do it? There are so, so, so many benefits to journaling. And um, for me, I was just saying to Stevie before this conversation that it, yeah, it, it keeps me going. It's really been a life-changing practice. Um, and I think maybe I'm gonna go back before that question and just ask you guys a question before I go on to the benefits and, and ask what, what did you put down as to what you wanted to get out of the session. Mm -hmm. Because we can start there by explaining so many things um, with what language you've used. So it's likely that most people would have put something in future tense. Mm -hmm. I would like to uh, feel calmer. I would like to be able to deal with my emotions. I wish I could deal with my emotions better. Um, but everything is in the future tense and the future mm. is uncertain we don't know what's going to happen in the future so when we write in that way we're almost telling our mind that we're uncertain about the whether that thing is going to happen mm. and there's a really amazing neuroscientist called dr joe dispenza and he calls uh, he talks about something called the future present so if we can spin that or rotate that answer to being something that is in the present moment right now we're essentially claiming it mm. we're telling our mind and our body that we already know that that exists within us and we have the capacity to behave or act or think in that way. So what I'd like you to do first before I tell you the benefits is to go back and reword what you wanted to get out of the session so that it's in the present tense. Claim it, mm -hmm. make it real now, and then it will be real because you'll play into that. That's naturally how the mind works. We seek out the experiences that we believe in. So if we can believe in what we've written down, we will seek out the experience to mm -hmm. affirm that. Mm -hmm. So, for example, um, you say you wrote, I, I, wa I want to be able to deal with my emotions better. You could instead write, I deal with my emotions or I am level and calm or whatever it is you want to experience. If you claim it and you say, I am that already, mm -hmm. that's a great place to start. Mm -hmm. Cool. So the benefits are 
so many, but one that Stevie mentioned already was that uh, by writing things down, it helps us to see that moment to moment things change. How you feel in the morning, in fact, we've just experienced it now, our three word check-in pre-meditation and post-meditation has proven that things change. And yeah, it's not even like, sometimes we, we might get stuck in something for a day, a month, a week, um, but we can recognize that even in a very small moment, something can change. Mm-hmm. The second awesome thing uh, to mention is that it helps us to process our thoughts and, and even to laugh at them, mm-hmm. to see how um, sometimes irrational they can be. Mm-hmm. And labeling our thoughts and emotions creates space. So once we've written down what it is, we kind of can see it on paper. It's, it's, it's not us. We realize that our, we are not our thoughts. We are not our emotions. Mm-hmm. We are that silent observer. We're able to step back and be the awareness. That's mm-hmm. where our true self lies. Um, and in doing this, we track patterns. So I journal every single day. Um, I do a brain, a brain splurge before bed because it just helps me, it helps me sleep, it helps me get headspace. I find that once it's on paper, it's out of my mind mm-hmm. and there's much more clarity. Um, as humans, we have around 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day. And 95% of those thoughts are reruns of thoughts we've already had. Mm. I let that fact settle because <laughs> yeah. that's a big one. 95% of thoughts we had yesterday, they're not new thoughts. And we can't create change from that space. Mm-hmm. So getting it written down allows us to see those patterns of thinking so that we can create change. Um, Something else really important that we've touched upon today already is that feeling of gratitude. Um, living helps us to live with an abundant mindset. And when we're living with an abundant mindset, uh, just like what we were talking about the language earlier, we draw in what we believe. If we are feeling like life is abundant, we see more abundance everywhere because mm-hmm. abundance breeds abundance. Gratitude breeds gratitude. And some of you may have heard of Brené Brown. She is she's possibly one of my idols, legend. I would say. She's a legend. She's a bloody legend. <laughs> um, she, she talks about how unless, unless we experience gratitude, we can't experience joy. Gratitude is the precursor to joy, if you like. And so if we want to experience more joy, we must experience gratitude. So gratitude is one of the practices that I use every single day. Mm-hmm. I do my, my, my three word thing is, is generally my three things I'm grateful for and we'll we'll go through a practice in fact I'm going to tell you the practice that I do every day uh, in a moment but um, there's just so many more benefits to go through (laughs) I know there's so much (laughs) so many just connecting to like what you're talking about there Hannah like the the actual act of writing stuff down does I think provide that space or it gives you that release um and it almost could be cathartic, if that's the right word to say. At times, cathartic to get it down instead of it keeping... I feel like once you've wrote something down, it has less power 
to keep grabbing you and to keep pushing you and, and you know whatever goes on your mind is less um, has less fuel behind it or it's got just less it's almost like you've and I'll go through a bit of a thing later on but almost like you've took the thought out of your head and it's got less um, traction or friction if that makes sense um, and the the idea there you're talking about gratitude and being the precursor to joy um, and feeling and, and sort of stating that I am this or I'm I'm this currently now in the present moment because that's all there is without getting too um, woo on you but that works in a scientific way as you, you probably know like the the reticular activating system I loved it when I saw this um, but the reticular activating system so the RAS for short is basically a bundle of neurons um, in your brain um, which acts as a bit of a nightclub bouncer for your brain. So it, it basically, whatever you deem as important, important is the filter. So whatever you focus on is the filter. So if you're sat in a restaurant and everyone's probably had it before, someone's shouted the name or something that sounds like the name and straight away they're looking at what's going on. It's because your brain is noticing that your name's important. If, if you've got a business plan um, that's really important to you, that you want to get something made, you all, all of a sudden start picking things up um, from different conversations. And whatever you're really interested in, something will, there might be a conversation or a word that's happening. That word will go, right, okay, well, well what's this? So the reason why I'm saying this is if you deem it important every night, every morning to understand what you're thankful for, what you're grateful for, what happened that was good in the day, what connections you had. Um, that means that your reticular activating system is gradually becoming more like, okay, well, I need to start looking for the good stuff rather than the negative stuff. Because um, we're always going back to the negative because it's survival. But I think there's a little bit of training um, that you can do to sort of set your intentions for what the RES will highlight to you. And, yeah. and, and and bring more into your life, I guess. Yeah, talking more on that, actually, um, if you guys haven't heard of a guy called Rick Hansen, he has written some great books, one called Resilience, one called um, Hardwiring Happiness. Mm -hmm. And he talks about this in a way that we can recondition our mind. So we are conditioned to have what we call this negativity bias. We're five times more likely um, in our makeup, in the way that we're wired, to pick out negative things than we are positive. So that means we've got some work to do. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry it's not easy, but there are millennia mm. of years of reconditioning to do because back in the day we needed that survival mechanism. We needed to pick up on the negative to mm. avoid that situation again, but we're we're not being chased down the road by a side. No. Uh, uh, what am I trying Hopefully to say? Not. By a tiger, <laughs> whatever. Hopefully not. No. Um, so, but we have got that reconditioning to do. So we've got mm. to reinforce something five times in a positive way to, to even just cancel out and go neutral. Mm. So there's, yeah, work to be done. And, and, and that can happen through meditation. That can happen through journaling. We, there's so many fantastic tools on mentality. Mm. Um, I've seen, mm -hmm. I'm part of it. And I've put some of my yoga videos on there too. And yeah, there's so many tools on there where we can begin to, 
to to build that positivity so that we can mm. shift from a negativity bias into a positivity bias mm. just as stevie says we hardwire the brain in, into a different that's it that's the work that's the work to yeah. do that's the work that we if we choose we've we've got it there to to train ourselves with um and dealing with emotion in specific mm. hannah how is it that you would journal um in fact, let's talk about your daily practice yeah. first. Let's talk about your daily practice first. And, and we'll go daily practice because that leads really nicely onto the emotional yeah. stuff. Um, so my daily practice, and this might not work for you, but this is something that came about uh, when one of my friends gave me something called the five-minute journal. So if you want this practice laid out to make it even easier for you, go and purchase something called the five-minute journal. And then you don't even have to write out your bullet points. But um, I now just do this in my in my book every morning and every evening. So it takes five minutes. Literally. And we know that when we start with a small habit, it's easier to continue with mm -hmm. it. So this was where I started and then it grew into more, just naturally snowballed. But... So pen and paper ready. <laughs> Where we start, the first thing we start with is three things that I'm feeling grateful for today. Uh, right here, right now. So you might want to just take a few moments now to write those three things. Mm -hmm. And they can be tiny. They could be, I'm grateful. Like I do this in bed. So sometimes it's just like, I'm grateful mm. I've got another five minutes in bed. Mm. Um, or I'm grateful that the sun is coming through the window. Mm. Or I'm grateful that I am going to go downstairs and make my coffee now. They can be tiny or mm. they could be massive. Like, I'm grateful I'm coming to chat with Stevie mm -hmm. today. That yeah. was on my list this morning. Um, so there's where you start. One, two, three. Three things you're grateful for. And this links really nicely back to our meditation at the beginning of the session because the quality of the heart, the quality of appreciation is a quality of the heart. And meditation speaks to, or heartfulness meditation speaks to, that that's where our true self is. So if we can already begin to tap into that space that is um, not veiled by conditioning mm. or experience or thought or emotion, then we can, we're kind of setting ourselves up, self up for a day of more clarity mm -hmm. uh, and and delight. <laughs> the next three things, three things I look forward to. So three things I'm grateful for, dot, dot, dot. Three things I'm looking forward to or three amazing things that are going to happen mm. because that's the language we were talking about earlier. Let's claim it. Three things amazing things that are going to happen today and again they can be small and it has a knock-on effect as well like the three things that i'm looking forward to today like if you search for your thing like search for your day like forecast what's going to happen you think about someone you're going to see and you go right do you know what i can't wait to do this with hannah or i can't wait to see a, a particular friend or relative once you've put that in your mind you go there you get there and it's highlighted to you that this is the thing that you want to experience as something amazing or something mm. good so your connection your presence with someone is straight away is optimized because that's something that you've earmarked to to do um and it just it, i just feel like it sets you up a bit better 
It's like putting on a pair of glasses and you're yeah. looking through the lenses of delight and appreciation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, I heard something, this is maybe a bit off topic, um, but I heard something the other day, like to make the interactions that you have more um, fulfilling, like more present, like more interactive okay. and actually to, to care for them more. This is something a bit strange, I don't know, but like to think of if you're going to see a parent or if you're going to see someone um, that you care about, instead of thinking this is just one of many, sort of think rate how many how many um, opportunities that you're going to have. Like actually number it and say, well, I've probably got about 50 more times to because life passes you by. But like if you sort of bring in a, um, a focus or attention to how fleeting these opportunities are you're in it a lot better um if that makes sense um so that probably won't be a journaling thing but i just think it's something good to think about it's exactly what it's about though it's it's about having more intention behind mm -hmm. what you're doing and mm -hmm. when you have more intention behind what you're doing you end up living life more fully mm. it's it's coming back to mindfulness so um it's not about people think mindfulness is about you're going to turn into a blob mm. <laughs> you're not yeah. going to have all this emotion or heightened yeah heightened emotion but it's not it's actually about being so present and so intentional that we can get more from less mm, yeah and you yeah you just make the most out of what you've got like it's it's something that's quite hard to sort of explain but I think you just have more of a, um, a focus and it's just you sort of you blink it into what the actual situation is you're not thinking about what's going on on social media you're not thinking about other things that you've got to do later like you just you couple the gratitude practice or the, the journaling practice with the meditation and it sort of shifts you into a more prepared and, and just more alive version of yourself does that yeah, make sense certainly um, and these are these are things that I have done over the last few years, and the the there may be people or the you know the opinions may be like oh, I don't know where to start, I don't know why to do it, but I think further I've gone on as like this is something that I almost need to do if I want to be happy and I want to just make the most out of stuff. Um, something that i'm just like this is what you're doing mate do you know what i mean it's like do you know what on that um i i know now it's like it's like you know you go for a f uh if you want to get into exercise you do i don't know however many times a week and then you miss a week and you feel groggy and awful mm, it's exactly the yeah. same if you've missed your meditation practice or you've missed your journaling practice and my partner he says to me he's like uh, every evening so one of the reasons i i do journaling is that i used to have quite an anxious mind mm. so i would have these thoughts that would just keep coming and it's like a repetitive thought and what i didn't understand is that the more that i push those thoughts away yeah, the massive. more they resist it's like a spring so massive. a spring gives back the same resistance as you mm. Mm. push against and and resisting is futile um mm. what you resist persists mm -hmm. But if you can get it down on paper, you're almost letting it go. Mm -hmm. You're accepting, you're sitting with it, you're observing it. And so my boyfriend, he'll say to me, he's like, have you written in your book? <laughs> 
he'll see me like he can see when I go through that process of like I'm going insular and I'm going round and round the same persistent thought. Mm. Um, he goes, have you written in your book? Or he goes, have you done your meds? <laughs> like, yeah. have you taken your medication, yeah. your natural you just medication? Just do meds instead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so journaling is yeah that brain that brain dump at the end of the day. Mm. But one last thing I do in the morning, the final question, um, which sets me up again that on that intentional path mm -hmm. of how I want to show up for the day is I I write I am and then I leave it blank. And some days I fill that in. Some days I just leave it. I am. Mm. I, I am. Like, mm. I don't need to be anything. I already am. Mm. Um, but some days I'll fill that in with, I am compassionate. I am happy. I am um, content. I am relaxed. I mm. am whatever it is I want to feel that day. And this comes back to the language. I am. So I already am that. Mm. I just need to remind myself to come back to it. Mm -hmm. And... I don't know how deep you want me to go into some of the science, but I know you're interested in all yeah, this stuff. Go on. So. Yeah, <laughs> give us it. Go on. So we have something called the subjective bias, where it's very similar to what you were just talking about. Um, we essentially categorize everything we see, everything we do, every experience we have. So, for example, um, we'd categorize a chair as a chair mm -hmm. in our mind, and we'd have what we call a prototype, an average of all chairs that we have ever seen in our lives. Don't worry, this is coming back to journaling, I promise. <laughs> good chairs, some good chairs, some bad chairs. Uh, all chairs we've ever seen in our life, and we create an average of it, and that sits in our brain somewhere. And so that when we see another chair, we know it's a chair. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So, but we don't just do that with chairs. We do that with colors. So however many greens I've seen in my life, I'll have like an average green so that I know when I see green outside that that's green and not blue mm -hmm. or red or whatever. Um, we do that with experiences as well. Mm -hmm. So if I go into a coffee shop and I see that the attendant looks at me funny or I feel she looks at me funny I might then every time I go into a coffee shop be mm -hmm. looking for that mm -hmm. because my brain works in that way like you said to kind of match the theory that I have so if my theory is something positive I am content I'm going to look for things within my environment to fit that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah it's it's just tr it's just training that conductor or it's just training and giving more options i'd say um to fill your head with the good stuff it's like you're actually putting some conscious work in um so we'll go through the rest of the practice daily practice um and i do the five minute journal too really easy really quick um and i think you get to the evening yeah do you want to go through the evening yeah yeah in the evening you then write the three awesome things that have happened mm -hmm. and so often so often it's the three things you've written in the morning because you are drawing that mm -hmm. experience in because you're looking for it you're priming your mind to to behave that way or to act that way or whatever it is mm -hmm. that you've written down in the morning to kind of draw those experiences in and then you write one thing that you would change from the day and this is where again we have to be a little careful with our language mm -hmm. Instead of writing, I wish I'd done that or I shouldn't have done that or 
I shouldn't have shouted at my boyfriend for putting the dishwasher <laughs> the wrong way, you know, or leaving the toilet seat up That's or whatever what it is. Um, classic. Uh, you, you say instead, I am however you wish you'd behaved. Mm. So I am calm and collected when talking about difficult things or mm. I... I approach situations with confidence or I am okay with being vulnerable rather than I wish I'd done that. Mm. Mm -hmm. We spin it to a positive and a, and a future present again. Is the, is the worth as well, like just thinking on the words that you mentioned mm. there, I should have done this, I should have done that. Is there a way that you'd, is it, is it beneficial to swap the should for a could in that context? Or is that... S Okay, so here's something, this actually, that question leads so nicely onto um, how do you get the most out of your journaling practice? Mm -hmm. And the number one thing is it has to be what my teacher calls real to the feel. Mm -hmm. It has to be authentic. So if you write, I am calm and collected and you don't feel calm and collected, it's mm -hmm. not gonna work. Mm -hmm. It has to be real to yeah, the field. So yeah. if there's some baby steps you can take in between to make that affirmation, if you like, feel real mm -hmm. and feel true to you, then yeah, playing with the language is good. Um, I'm just trying to think of the one he uses. So uh, here we go. This is the language. So you might say, when I'm working with uh, sports people, sometimes I do, they might say, um, like I want to run really fast and so they might say I run really fast but then they'll feel bad if they're not mm -hmm. running fast mm -hmm. because they're not living out what they've written mm -hmm. on their in their journal but what what they know is true and what is real to the feel is it feels good mm. to run fast mm. yeah? yeah so that's a really good intermediate intermediary mm. uh, phrase that you can use it feels good to xyz um, and i use this when i'm coming up with affirmations myself and so for example you know you get these generic ones on the internet and you pin them up all around your room and you're like why isn't it working yeah, it's yeah. because it doesn't feel right mm. for you it doesn't mm -hmm. feel authentic and it doesn't feel possible mm -hmm. but if you can scale it back a little and, and change the language to something that does feel right, it's mm. kind of going to be much more successful. Yeah, I like that. That's really... Because I think a lot of people, they might be watching this and thinking, all right, well, I sometimes feel stressed when I go to bed. Or I feel sometimes mm -hmm. feel annoyed at the end of the day and I just can't quite put this thing at the back of my, uh, back of my head to bed. Um, but that's a, a really good way uh, as like a segue to the ultimate where, where you want to get to. It's like, you know, say if you've, um, I use a coffee example, I've used a coffee example you before, <laughs> but if you, uh, you've, you, you've taken loads of things out of the car, you're trying to get in the house, you've got your hands full, you've got a coffee, you drop the coffee and it splats everywhere, splats all over you. I've done this many times. Um, but, and you might you might have lashed out, you might have got angry, you know. It's like you either say, oh, "I could have not blown up and, and lost my rag," or "I shouldn't have done this." Or it's like maybe the 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 interjection, as you say, there it feels good when I am composed if something doesn't go my way, 
Is that a quite a good example? It's a perfect one. Yeah. Because you might not be composed straight away, and yeah. that's okay. Yeah. But it's already a win that you're aware of that. Mm. You're aware that you're not composed, and you know what it's you know right. that is real is it feels good to feel composed. Yeah. So then you might take a moment to get there, but there's a transition. Mm. Um, it links really nicely to our to our dealing with emotions. emotions. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. So the next question I had queued up, funny mm-hmm. enough for Hannah, was um, journaling and dealing with emotions. Mm. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe maybe one more thing to mention as well is when you're journaling again with like going back to the authenticity thing is make the promise to yourself that you are the only person who's going to read this otherwise mm. you won't write real to the feel you mm. won't write good call you won't write authentically if you're writing to an audience so just mm. write for you and and know that it's only you who's reading mm. it and you might not even go back i don't read i've got piles of books under my bed and i've never read them yeah. but it feels good That's to have good it call. out of my head and and I'll great go. call really good call and i guess the three so this is maybe something I would do if I'm feeling emotional. If I've got a big decision to make, um, Tony Robbins says, he's a big advocate of, of working from the heart. He says that all big decisions should be made on paper. Mm. Um, so so journaling is key in those cases. And, and often big decisions come with big emotions. Mm. But it's difficult sometimes to pinpoint how you actually want to feel. When I'm talking to my one-to-one meditation or mentoring clients, I'm asking them, how, like, what do you want to get out of this? How do you want to feel? What do you want out of your life? All those questions are pretty big and most people don't really know. Mm. They don't know. So how mm. do we get around that? The first question to ask or to consider is, what we don't want because when we know what we don't want that leads us to what we do want Mm. um so first up what what do you not want to feel um and just by the way this process isn't about pushing away feelings Mm -hmm. it's about being aware of them um there are no good and bad feelings Mm. all feelings are there for a reason that they're like our compass to, to guide us to what we do want. So when we're feeling negative emotion, how about we learn to celebrate it and see it as a gift because it's leading us to what we do want. Mm. Um, I was listening to a podcast by Laurie Gottlieb the other day. She's an awesome American psychiatrist. And she said, well, I've got to remember what she said. Yeah. <laughs> she Par- said, paraphrase. Let's get some more. Paraphrase that. She said that when we are not aware of our emotions or when we're not able to feel our emotions, we it's like having a glitchy GPS. Um, so tuning into our emotions is, is, is so key. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be numb to our emotions. We can't selectively numb. If we're numb to one thing, we're numb to everything. Mm. And then to what extent do we need to go to feel? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? It's so big, this. And I, I, I want to jump in on this because I need to stress how important it is. Um, when we're talking about the gratitude and we're talking about writing the good stuff, um, that's not... That's not... Um, 
something to couple with, as 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 Hannah's been mentioning, pushing away negative feelings, resisting, and trying to overwrite mm. um, a negative feeling. Because in my experience, um, and it you always need to tell yourself it a lot of the time, and you need to be able to have a practice, or you need to be able to have something which you can revert to, where you come back to yourself and back to center, which is probably the most powerful place and understand that you need to be open to the negative feelings and the negative emotions. And you have to welcome in, welcome them in just like you would anything else. Um, and this is a really, really, really big one. Cause for many, especially we feel a certain way negatively or it might be depression it might be anything but the added layer on top of that is the fact that we don't accept how we're feeling and then that just snowballs it it multiplies it it makes you feel worse and i guess that's that's one massive part and it's something i have to remind myself if i have thoughts that i don't want if i have repeating thoughts that I don't want I've just got to say alright that's a thought I'm alright with it that's an emotion I'm alright with it it's just let it be as the Beatles said um, because I think I've been in a lot of moments in my life where I've resisted it I'm like no I don't want to feel like that I don't want to feel like that I want to be this I want to be that but it comes to that significance where you want to be a full rounded human being the full rounded human being isn't just all elation all euphoria all gratitude it's that and the other side of the coin as well and you've got to be strong enough and brave enough i'd say brave enough people people have a conception that it's brave to be silent about it and not deal with it and not talk about it but i'm of the thinking that it's brave to feel it all as well um, and to front up that's the way that I see fronting up now is to actually front up to what's actually going inside what's happening in the internal world um, and that's really important and it goes into what what, what, what I'm imagining you know we're both going to talk about Hannah in, in terms of practices but yeah that's what I, what's what I want to stress wanted to stress out just sort of if you find yourself getting into that feeling that space just remember that it's all right to feel it do you know like and just allow it just allow it um and you're on a you're on a shorter road back to feeling content and mm -hmm. and all the stuff that you do want to feel if that makes sense a hundred percent and uh it's say it sounds easy just to say accept it. <laughs> it's mm. not, I promise you. It's not easy. That's the battle of it. <laughs> but the more we practice the acceptance and the surrender, the easier it becomes. Mm -hmm. um, there are meditations, incredible meditations, to help you get to a place of acceptance. But what we find when we do accept is that things soften. Mm. They soften, and um, and going back to that that thing of you know you're not going to lose your emotions by practicing meditation and journaling but what you will notice is that you ride the wave yeah 
Yeah. And 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 it hap- there's a there's a crest and a fall that happens a little bit quicker than when we're in the waves trying to fight them. Mm. They stay for much longer and it feels much harder and we're treading water. Whereas yeah. if we can hop Such on a, a surfboard and ride them, we ride them out. Such a good we come word, back right? into the shore and mm. everything's okay again. Until the next wave. Until the next wave. <laughs> <laughs> but we got this. We're well, strong. We've got it. the tools. Mm-hmm. So the questions, the questions are firstly what what don't i want right now that leads you to realize what you do want we rotate the question what Mm -hmm. do i want and in knowing what we do want we then have to ask what's getting in the way Mm. and that's where the work lies and something actually reminds me of a little cartoon of which i'm sure you've all seen a prisoner behind bars and um, either side of the bars is empty space. Mm. Who's getting in the way of you yeah. getting what you want? Mm. That's or a big question. You're in the way of getting yeah. what you want. Yeah, yeah. Generally comes down to you. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I love that little analogy. Actually, you're free. You've yeah. got all that freedom. Mm-hmm. You've got that space. You just need to come back to it. Like that. Like that. That's brilliant. There's some great questions. There's some really great questions. And when, when would someone use, is that in a, a position of anxiety, stress, worry, or is it just something generally that they can go to every month? Or? So that this is something like, if you're not um, at a point where you may be aware of when you'd use it, just come back to it each month mm. and, and really make yourself check in a bit deeper. If you're in the midst of something big, Sit down and journal it with those questions. Yeah. Um, it's really helpful because it, because like I said, it shows you where the work, yeah. where the work is to be done. So I'm just trying to think of when I last I use it a lot. Mm-hmm. But um, so I was doing a workshop on heartfulness and I was feeling a little nervous, mm-hmm. and so I sat down with these questions and got very clear on what I didn't want to feel and what I didn't want to happen in the experience and then therefore what I did. And then I took some steps. There's some deeper steps which uh, we don't have time to go through now, um, but there's a whole process of how you can get to what you do want, Mm -hmm. which I go through with my private clients. Um, But you can get enough from these three questions. And then what's getting in the way and um, from there, that's when you start to feel a little softer with whatever emotion you're sitting with. But mm. it, but it's a, a really great tool to begin to accept and sit with those emotions mm. because, like we said, it's easier said than done. Yeah, yeah. It's the big practices. They are big practices. And, and you probably will feel that there's a little resistance to sitting down to actually do them because mm-hmm. it's very easy to just, I think a lot of the time, and myself included, find it easier to navigate by just being anxious, by being worried, by having all these thoughts, concepts, um, you know, like conflicts sometimes. Um, And there can be resistance to actually sit down and work through it and and challenge yourself to actually work through that process. Um, So you've got to be aware of that as well, I guess. That there's going to be a, a challenge here. Yeah. If if meditation's a bicep curl, um, fear mind and and gratitudes um, setting up the weights, then 
asking questions like this sitting down is is um a big wall sometimes that you've got to jump over on the assault course of the mind nice nice that was so cool um yeah so that uh that's a big thing that's a big thing just want to shout here to Matt Morris he is a sponsor he's a supporter of mentality he's, he's a really really big believer in what we do the message that we put out there the message to go beyond stigma the message to cultivate and um, to use mental health and to utilize mental health he's over on the other side of the world he is the director of Morris Infrastructure so thank you Matt for being such a supporter you are a good bloke as well too mate which which always counts Is there any more advice to give on on the emotional side of things that, that you can think of, Hannah, before? Um, I don't want to overwhelm you guys with too many things. Yeah. And I know Stevie has a little tool that he maybe wants I've to share with you. I've got a tool, yeah. Um, I have things, uh, meditations on your website and on my mm -hmm. own as well. And so sometimes, if you're not quite sure where to go and you're not really sure how you're feeling, mm -hmm. come back to a meditation. Yeah. Check in with the heart. Notice what's going on in the body. Um, notice how those things feel. Mm. Um, so less of a journaling exercise, but maybe you'd like to write that down, you know? Mm. For me, anxiety is sits here in my body. Mm. Uh, for me, anger sits here. And when you write it down, Firstly, you create that space, but also then you create that awareness so mm. that next time you might notice it a little bit quicker before you're in that point of reacting and being in the experience, being angry or anxious. Mm. You feel that arising in your body earlier, so you're able to intercept it. Mm -hmm. You're able to ride that wave and pop up on your surfboard a little bit earlier yeah. rather than get knocked off by it. I like it. I like it. Um, so I'll just, I'm going to go through a tool, guys, that I've used myself on many occasions, on many, many occasions. Um, and this, I got off the um, the don of sports psychiatry, Alan Johnston, Dr. Alan Johnston. Um, so this is a tool that I'm going to give you the questions. I'm going to give you the questions. I'm give you, going to give you a little bit of a... Um, understanding of what to work through and when you're going to use it. Um, so this is called evidential thinking. Um, and how you'd work through this is by noticing a complex anxiety, uh, a complex stress, worry, um, something that might not actually have a answer to land on completely. But this is probably the work to do, like we say, that assault course, those questions and answers that you might want to find, which is riding that wave of, of accepting how you're feeling, accepting that you're worried, accepting that you're stressed and concerned, and then getting to a bit more clarity in your mind so you can free up that consuming thought, worry, overthinking pattern that you've got. Um, Chris O'Connor led me to this um, sort of concept of, of how to, um, who's obviously co-host on the podcast, for anyone that doesn't know. But sometimes it can be like you're in an M MMA ring or UFC ring um, for ease and say you're fighting someone who's really good at wrestling or someone like Khabib who once 
um, you start the fight, he gets you on the floor, and that's exactly what you, you don't want to end up getting on the floor. But as soon as he gets you on the floor, they can do anything they want want to you. And basically, you don't want to end up there because how I see that is a thought that gets you and it concerns you, worries you. You think about it more. It, it keeps coming back. You try and resist it, but that inevitably makes them lock on tighter or let, lets the, the, the thought lock on tighter and do a little bit more damage. So that's the best way that I wanted to explain that for you. But the process is called evidential thinking, as I say, by Dr. Alan Johnston. So you would write out the worry or concern um, that you've got that doesn't have a bullseye for where it's going to lead you to. So that might be... I'm worried that my boss doesn't respect me after a few interactions that you've had um, in the week, the, the last few days, whatever. You would rate how you're feeling. So it might be a 6 out of 10, it might be a 7 out of 10 for how strong that worry or concern is. You would write down how you're feeling. You might be stressed, might be worried, might be anxious, might be nauseous it might it could be any of these things you ask yourself if it's acceptable um is it reasonable to feel like this probably is as hannah's mentioned the the emotions are sort of part of our compass and the part of being a human being so you'd sort of ask yourself that and then you'd probably ask or you would ask what evidence is there supporting this worry so there might be evidence in your mind that your boss looked at you funny, didn't pay much attention to you yesterday, um, seemed short with you. That might be something that's maybe sparked it off, sparked that worry off. You'd then ask what evidence is going against this worry or concern. Um, you might think... You might think, well, we had a good, great chat two weeks ago and she said she believed in me or he believed in me or whatever. Um, like, I got promoted last year. Do you know, all these different things that you can sort of weigh up and, and, and lay evidence. This is just literally taking a thought out and just weighing up the evidence for and against. And by the way, it's not, it's not to get you to any certain outcome. It's a process to say okay, well, I've, I've actually looked at it, I've understood it a bit better, I've, I've paid attention to this thought, I've given the thought the time it deserves and the worry time it deserves. Um, so you'd go through that evidence supporting the worry, evidence against the worry. Um, and then you'd say, why is this worry, concern, thought, emotion helpful? Um, it might be helpful because it's going to make you work harder next week. It might be helpful because you might want to check in with your boss you might want to speak to them. You might want to speak to someone else about it. You might want to ask for advice on something. That thought does have a, a, a helpful medium to it. Um, and then you might say, why is it not helpful? It might be that you can't get on with your day because it's consuming you. You might feel anxious. You might feel nervous. Um, whatever it's bringing up for you, for why it's not helpful. And then this is the good part about it. So whatever you've landed on, whatever you feel like after weighing up that thought, taking that thought out and examining it, what are you going to do about it? So there's many different options for that. Um, you know, only yourself and know in that context, an example, 
but you get a bit of a plan get a bit of a plan for what to do about that concern and it's not just bumbling around in your head for no reason anymore and then you would rate yourself out of 10 again and sort of feel if that's made any headway feel like if your anxiety's got better um or if you've got a bit of clarity on what to do next um you know because we you want to take action you want to take action from from this awareness and, and vulnerability and, and and um you know you don't just want to just sit in it you want to do something about it and then you'd sort of cut you'd just say right boom done done that i've got the plan i've thought about it enough i've registered what's going on enough for me um i can get on with my day or you may feel like you can get on with your day a little bit better now you've got a plan so that's the template for evidential thinking um and i wanted to share it because there's many times in my life with the injuries i've had the ups and downs i've had where that thought has took me to the ground and it's not letting me get up and for two or three days it's something that doesn't sit easy with me um so i'll work through it um i'll accept it and work through it and as we say get get to a bit of a bit of clarity on it I guess. Um, so that's the evidential thinking. I can send a template out for that if you didn't quite get all of the points. Um, but as I say, you can ask me, you can ask Hannah for any of the stuff that we've spoke about on the journaling practice, why it's beneficial, um, what the content of that is, and um, I guess how to think about it as well. Because there's a lot of framing that goes into it. Like if someone says, you should do journaling it's better for you you sort of need to know why don't you, mm. you need to know like the points for it um but yeah we might be all right there Anna. feel free to to email across mm -hmm. afterwards or if anything crops up because journaling is quite a personal practice so sometimes you go away and something crops up and yeah it takes time to process it so if if it is that you go and something crops up feel free to email myself or stevie um you can find me on social media mm -hmm. composure active um mm -hmm. so pop me a message on there as well if, if something yeah amazing out of this but yeah thanks for amazing the i enjoyed that chat. loved it that was brilliant i enjoyed that i love doing this i love doing this shit but thank you guys for joining um what was the name of the podcast we've got here laura laurie that... gottlieb laurie gottlieb laurie gottlieb and she was talking to i think something called the i think it was the creative podcast but if you type in creative. laurie gottlieb l-o-r-i gottlieb uh g-o-t-l-e-i-b yeah on spotify or apple podcasts um she will she'll pop up and she was written an epic book it's called maybe maybe you should talk to somebody and it's literally book of the year for me right okay boom maybe you should talk to some, somebody just put laura gottlieb in on google it'll churn it out for you, you already knows what you're gonna ask anyway <laughs> um all right brilliant cool, cool 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 cheers guys thank you very much for joining thank you for watching guys and we will see you on the next one.